Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, this is so weird. I know, I don't like this. This is so strange. This is the first episode, is this the first episode ever that we've done like this? It yes. is, right? This is the first one ever that we have not been sitting either next to each other or directly across from each other while recording. At least not, like, like we are virtually directly across from each other. Through the web, yeah. Through the, we're Skyping. I'm at the McElroy Studios Cincinnati location here at Travis's office. Uh, we're on our book tour for the Adventure Zone graphic novel. Get it today at theadventurezonecomic.com. First week sales are so important, folks. Please get out and buy 14 to 16 copies for yourself. Um, I plugged on our- it on my other podcast, too. Thank you so much. Uh, Travis has a framed photo of himself. Just himself. I'm I'm looking at right now. This is amazing. The, um, of of course, Travis does. No other family. <laughs> just just Travis. Anyway, of course, Travis uh, does. So we are trying something a little uh, untraditional for Sawbones. Uh, I wanted to try my hand at uh, researching one, and Sydney said, basically, here, take my light work. She basically said, this is a a grounder. I think. Mm-hmm. That even you, Justin McElroy, will be able to field. Yes. I was trusting that you would be able to, like, that you've learned enough about what's real and what's probably not in medicine that you would, that you would be able to figure this one out Yeah, on your own. Uh, now, she says, I, she says that. She also has told me about the things she has independently looked up about this topic because I think she didn't 100% trust your boy, but that's fine. Well, I think it's always important. It's not enough just to say, hey, doesn't this sound like it's totally made up? Well, then it probably is. No, we got to prove that it's totally made up. And so that's that's kind of where I come in. <laughs> you actually don't have to prove that it's totally made up. You only because you can't prove a negative, right? You, it's the absence <sighs> of proof is not proof that it is totally made up. OK, OK, that's fair. But I think that when I say and also they did a peer reviewed research like study on it and it showed that it was made up. That's a little more. That's you know. fine. There are that's a lot fine. of Justin. We have talked about this on the show before. There are a lot of things that are true about the human body and the way that it works that sound made up, but they are 100 percent true. Uh, I reference the inner ear again. <laughs> we are going to uh, talk today about applied kinesthesiology um yes. now i want to i want to differentiate because this is very important 
applied kinesthesiology sounds super real <laughs> because kinesthesiology is a weird thing. First off, that word is spelled K-I-N-E-S-I-O-L-O-G-Y. And it's not, the... it's not kinesiology? What? It's not kinesiology? Or maybe it is. I, either way, <laughs> kines, kinesiology, is that how you pronounce it? It's a wild word, is what I'm saying. This is a wild yeah. word. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get onto YouTube while we're talking and Google the word and and hear the uh pronunciation of it. You just need to ex- uh, accept my my uh um uh, You're doing hypothet- it, aren't you? You're doing it. <laughs> okay, it's kinesiology. You were right. I was mispronouncing it. This is a terrible start. This, but you're, okay, it's you're kinesiology. Off to a bad start. <laughs> but still, kinesiology is a real field. That's a study of um how the human body moves, like motor yes. performance of stuff. And they use that mm-hmm. in like uh biochemistry and biomechanics and kinesiology. It's a study of how the body moves. Yes. Applied kinesiology is not that. No. Applied kinesiology is alternative medicine oh there's so many great uh uh um synonyms no um euphemisms i found for made up medicine while doing this uh alternative uh in, in integra- uh supportive is that one mm-hmm. uh complementary and alternative medicine is generally what it's great what we refer um, to it as uh so anyway it applied kinesiology was created by this chiropractor named george goodhart which is a very good start if that sounds legitimate <laughs> like mm. your name's goodhart it's very good he had a good heart he had a good heart or at least the last name that indicated that uh-huh. he had a good heart now he was um kind of an unorthodox cat time did a uh, a profile of him in 2000 that described him as and i'm quoting here a meat-eating Republican who wears a coat and tie everywhere, including the breakfast table. Uh, what does that? What I does that have to do with his science? I don't know. <laughs> it, oh, oh, you know, I think it was like to contrast him with other like New Age alternative ah. healthcare practitioners. Like he's not the kind of guy you'd expect to make things up. <laughs> so this is Ron Swanson. Exactly. Ron Swanson, if he was really into like chakras, okay, but but not <laughs> chakras is not what we're talking about. Um, he was kind of an unconventional cat. He was a bomber pilot in uh, World War II, mm-hmm. won a bronze star for inventing this um, new kind of bomb release mechanism that apparently mm-hmm. was much more precise than the one before it, uh, okay. and then became a chiropractor. Um, again, unconventional, wasn't a fan of fluoride. So he made it up in 1964, and I do mean made it up (laughs) pretty deliberately. He created Uh applied kinesiology in 1964, and he started roping in uh, a bunch of other chiropractors and showing them how to do it and trying to, like, um, you know, institutionalize it, build build best practices for it, uh, whatever. So what is... This practice, applied kinesiology. Yeah, what do you do? Kinesiology. Am I saying that right now? Kinesiology. I, think I am. Kinesiology. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? So, it, I want to. I want to specifically talk about a a flavor of applied kinesiology. Um, but it, and we're gonna get to that. But it's important that you understand first the 
the big picture idea. The idea is that muscle weakness can indicate disease or disorder in other parts of the body that are not directly connected to the um the the thing that you are testing for, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let me give you an example, right? You test your um you know how said you can measure um thyroid uh, function by testing someone's uh, Achilles tendon. I read that. You can tap someone's Achilles tendon to measure thyroid function to see how fast the tibial muscle jerks. Okay. Okay. Well, it, uh, this is what? not applied kinesiology. This is an actual idea that is real. Y- yeah. Okay, but I'm saying I mean, that's that, not how we test people for hypothyroidism. Okay, but the fi- but in t- 2000... When this Time article was written that I was uh-huh. l- referencing this data from, uh-huh. that is something that you could do, right? It's like a real thing you could do. I, is, I guess is, with, yeah, I mean, it is, it, no one does that. Okay, but you could do it. There's Sydney, nobody just, out there who's testing Achilles tendons to look for hypothyroidism. They're just testing you, your, your TSH or your free T4. But that was a real test. You can, okay, I'll. Mm, this is rough. Okay. I don't, I don't reduce reflexes in the case of hypo. Let's just posit that this is accurate, that okay. there is, there might be a scientist out there who decides to check on these things. Go for that it. Might be, that might be something you could test, right? Okay. So what this, what, what <clears throat> applied kinesiology, um, it sort of posits is that that idea could expand beyond just that to basically everything in the body. Um, the, the, again, in this time piece that was written about him in 2000, uh, it said he prods and palpates patients head to toe, searching for tiny tears where muscles attach to bone. These tears feel, he says, like a BB under a strip of raw bacon, which is d- d- deliciously evocative language, George. When directional pressure is applied, the BBs flatten, and slack muscles snap back their strength restored. And that, and that, this is the important part. That says Goodhart may help strengthen a weakened organ. So he believed that muscles and organs are linked by, so the term that I'm about to use depends on what sort of field of medicine you're talking about. Um, it, it, it's a system of invisible pathways that your body is linked by now in mm-hmm. some in this some, already this already sounds really legitimate a system n- of invisible pathways in, in some cultures they might call this uh uh chi or meridians it's a, it's the same sort of basic idea that a- acupuncturists would use that there mm-hmm. are parts of your body that are interconnected right so that is the idea with uh kinesiology applied kinesiology is that by detecting this weakness in the body, you can detect a problem with like a system of your body that is not that is not working particularly well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, Does I understand. I understand what you're saying. The words make sense. So um, I'm still. St- I'm sorry. I really don't think your Achilles tendon would be. I mean, unless you're in like a like a. Like a hypothyroidism induced coma, like a myxedema coma. But I mean, still your reflexes work. 
I'm still having yeah. trouble with that concept. <laughs> okay, but I can tell you're very much hung up on that. Let's talk about this invisible system that you're referencing. Okay. Okay. So, so you're you're talking about some things like meridians, which we don't necessarily recognize as part of Western medicine. Did I put that nicely? <laughs> it so yes, but I read when I was googling this oh, that uh-huh. maybe maybe we do because of the discovery of primo a primo vascular system. Right. Is that, did I say that right? So, yeah, I saw a cat at Auburn studied it and a North Korean guy studied it. So that's two. That's pretty much a consensus. Okay. So I, I, I had not heard of the primovascular system. So I will, I'll, I'll lift the curtain. Justin asked me while he was researching this. Have you heard of this? No. I'm going to have to look into this. Because uh, like you said, there was a, a researcher at Auburn who was trying to like prove these results from this um North Korean researcher from the 60s. And so I started reading. First of all, you need to know that this theory that was created in the 1960s by uh, Dr. Bong, Bong Han Kim in 1962, uh, the, he, he basically just said he saw these little blood vessels that weren't, no one else had seen before. Okay. These tiny little, like, like you said, they're almost invisible. They're not invisible, but they, because he claimed to have seen them. Uh, he, he talked about like these, these vessels that existed that he called like bongen, bongian, bongen ducks, and that there were nodes along them. And they're like, he called them corpuscles, and that there was a liquid in them that contained a bunch of DNA that he called like bongen liquor. So like he he named all this stuff for himself. He said that he observed all of this. He said that this proved what this was what meridians were. This is how everything's connected. This is why acupuncture works, et cetera, et cetera. He published a series of what are called research reports. These are not peer reviewed studies. These are these are I saw this stuff. Here is me typing out all the stuff that I saw. And here's some maybe some pictures of what I saw. And here it is. And then he stopped and kind of vanished. And that was the end of it. So and it's important to know (laughs) that. Anyway, that's my science, folks. (laughs) That's time for me. I'm out. I'm, I'm scienced out. It's important to note that these were a series of research reports based on I saw this stuff. So it must be real. And when you start to dig into like. Once people started to try to reproduce his results, first of all, people were having a great difficulty actually reproducing any of this. Uh, I think the scientist at Auburn is the first person to kind of come close to sort of reproduce, reproducing what he found. So that's a problem. That's why we peer review stuff, because if it's not reproducible, is it right? Or did you make a mistake? Or did you make it up? Or what? Secondly, there's a lot of conflicting information in this vascular system that supposedly is so small that we can only see by by electron microscopy, but on the other hand, can be dyed blue with certain dyes. And on the other hand, these vessels are so tiny that you can't do tests on them, but then they refer to them as being like low resistance vessels, which, so you did testing on them if you know that. A lot of the information about them is very conflicting and it's hard to follow. And I think that just... Throwing a dye at a tissue and seeing little blue lines on it is not enough for me as a scientist to say, oh, there's a whole other 
vascular system that exists in the human body that no one in history has ever been able to find. I have a lot of problems with this. Okay, so when, that's when been Sydney's this... bummer corner <laughs> where she just can't just can't let go. Can't pe- let people have their fun. Well, if you're going to create a new vascular system in the human body, like if you're going to claim that that exists, you better have some solid proof. And I, I have read a lot of these papers on it to try to figure out what the heck it is. And a lot of people who are doing studies on it are starting with the assumption that it's real and it exists and then trying to theorize on it based on that. And I don't think anyone has ever definitively proven that it's real or just something that I mean, I don't know. There are lots of little structures. I have dissected a human body in my here we go in my history. She brings this into every <laughs> argument we've ever had. And it's like there, there's a lot of stuff in there that when you when you start dissecting tissues, if you started just throwing random dyes around, you can find a lot of stuff and go, what is that? I don't know. And I mean, it it can be very confusing. I don't blame researchers for getting confused sometimes and thinking maybe they discovered something new when it's just like a, a different, you know, so, pathway that a certain vessel or nervous structure or something follows. So that's the official word from Sydney. Very exciting research. Still a little too early to make a lot of hard, fast decisions, but <laughs> she's keeping an open mind and she's excited to see what the future holds. Anyway, now you, Sydney, have to follow me, Justin McElroy, to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— 
the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, so now we're going to talk about nutrition response therapy, which is actually what got me interested in applied kinesiology. Is this is this like one facet of it? It's like a, a flavor of it. It okay. It I don't know if someone who was doing nutrition response therapy would say, "Oh, this is applied kinesiology." It is. It's a it's a specific varietal of it. Okay. <laughs> of applied kinesiology. All right. Okay. So it's created by a Dr. Freddie Ulan in uh, Ulan, maybe perhaps Ulan is U L A N in 1991. Because he almost died. That's right. It was serious. Uh, he was having all sorts of health problems, he said. Mm-hmm. And I want to read this this quote uh, from his, the website about uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ulan. I couldn't find a satisfactory answer and almost died as a result. Internal weaknesses, toxicities. Oops. That's a bad, such a bad start, Doc. Mm-hmm. And imbalances traceable to a steady diet of adulterated food were literally killing me. No wonder my adjustments didn't hold. And my pains and multiple body dysfunctions became resistant to my colleagues' most excellent efforts. In the end, it was up to me, with the help of my wife Dana, to bring myself to life. I set about to complete my education in nutrition and diagnostic methods that were available in 1991, including applied kinesiology in its many variations. We found so many deficiencies that it seemed like I would choke to death on vitamins if I didn't bring my pill count under control. This drove me to develop our current methods of dosing. My adjustments started holding again, and with the reduced and corrected subluxations, my health started to return. That's Uh an interesting bit of wiggle room uh, that he talks about, the, the, the adjustments holding. And that's a really interesting thing that you see sometimes with uh, chiropractors, especially I, I would say ones that are like less reputable. The idea that an adjustment, your chiropractic adjustment doesn't hold, quote unquote, is a nice bit of wiggle room for like why something doesn't work. Like this, chiro- sure. th- this chiropractic practice should be working. That's so weird. There mm-hmm. must be something else wrong that this, this chiropractic procedure is not holding. Right. And I think I think that that I think that's a good like whenever I hear that, I always think, well, that's something for for the medicine that I believe in. Because I don't I'm not so bold as to think we get everything right with with Western modern medicine. Um, but if somebody comes back in and the medication I give them, they say like, well, it hasn't improved my mood like you said it would or uh, my blood pressure is still high. I'm not telling you that it's tested. It's still high. I don't say 
huh, there's something else going. I, I, I'm willing to say maybe this treatment method failed and maybe we need to take a step back and try another treatment method. I think you always have to be willing to say that. And if you're not, my red flags go up. Uh, so what is nutrition response testing? Okay, so nutrition response testing is I'm going to walk you through a session real quick because otherwise I don't think it'll make sense to you. And uh, you can actually find plenty of videos of people doing this this uh, baffling procedure on YouTube. Uh, they all do it with a straight face, which is pretty impressive to me. Uh, so, okay, Cindy, I'm going to pretend that you're lying down on like a, um, you know, a doctor bed. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> Examination <testing>. table. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, the first thing <laughs> we need to figure out, Sydney. How creeped out would you be if you went to your doctor and they're like, <laughs> "Okay, now, sir, please lay down on this doctor bed." <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> the first thing you're gonna figure out is can. Uh, first thing I'm going to figure out as your uh, nutrition response tester is can you be tested? Okay. So I'm gonna have you press up with your arm, and I'm gonna press back down. And we're going to see if you can hold a lock. This idea of a lock is really important. It's your ability to press back against me and resist my pressure, match my pressure, basically. Mm -hmm. That is a lock, if you can match my pressure. If I can push your arm down, that means you don't have a lock. And that is sometimes bad and sometimes good. So the first thing I'm going to do is just see if you can match my pressure. Okay. If you can lock, that means that you can be tested via this method. Next. I would I'm I would not be able to because I have very poor upper body strength. Okay, fair enough. Next, I'm going to see if you can be treated. Oh. Uh, with, so I'm going to press on your umbilicus, uh-huh. on your tummy. and That's my belly if, button, my umbilicus. Belly button. If it doesn't lock, then you can be fixed. Okay. <laughs> what? So wait, hold on. If my tummy doesn't lock... No, if you're, I'm going to press the, uh, anytime I'm talking about a lock, I'm talking uh-huh. about you pushing up with your arm, me pushing oh, back with your arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, because I had a baby not too long ago. My tummy's pretty squishy. What I'm saying is that <laughs> I'm going to be interfacing with your umbilicus a lot, uh-huh. and then you're going to lock based on that or okay. not lock. The next thing I'm going to do, and this is where it just goes for it, is I'm going to test for switching. And that means I'm going to have you touch your pinky and thumb. Uh-huh. Okay, and then I'm going to have you press down. Okay, and if you can maintain a lock, that means there's no switching. That means you don't but have carpal you... tunnel syndrome. No, it. What is switching? <laughs> well, switching means that everything or a lot of things will work in reverse to you. So, like, maybe you're somebody who drinks a lot of caffeine and it just makes you very tired. That's an actual <laughs> example one of these cats uses. And so, like, you have switching. So, basically, what switching means, and this is very complex, is that anything that I would do for you normally after your nutrition response testing, I would do <laughs> the reverse of it. Uh-huh. It, it, it is so Calvin Ball. Okay, you, so the next... How, when this is being explained from, like, a practitioner to people who want to also practice it, like, when you're training trainers, as soon as you hear something like that, how are you not like, oh, so are we... This is, this is fake, right? Okay, like we're, baby, we're just doing this to but like people. how does anybody in the system okay all like, right i know i don't know that? i was reading an article about it and somebody's like i promised myself i'd keep an open mind about nutrition response testing why don't stop anyway yes uh the next thing is find the problem so i'm going to press on areas uh and keep testing for lock mm-hmm. i'm going to test test for a lock 
as I press on different areas of your body, they call it a body scan, right? So, uh, and it, if you could resist, if you can lock, that means that there's not a problem. But if I touch a part of your body and you can't maintain a lock, then there's an issue there. Then this is the one that's like, that is so baffling to me. You're going to, uh, you, you put the person into using another one of the like little method. Uh, I think you touch your middle and your thumb together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That puts you into priority mode. So they test the areas that there were weakness while they put your body in priority mode with your thumb <laughs> and your middle finger touching. Sorry. And that, and then if you can maintain a lot with that, that helps them to figure out if, if what the problem is, the actual priority. So then they're going to test this part of, uh, uh, of the body that they've discovered is the priority that is actually the issue. And they're going to test it by using test kits that contain, and I'm quoting here, homeopathic frequencies of different items. They look like VHS cases mm -hmm. with a bunch of vials taped to them. <laughs> There's two different VHS cases, each of which have two different sides that they could test you with. And they contain the homeopathic frequencies of stuff like there's one side of one of the VHS cases that is foods. There's another side that's immune challenges. One of the sides of the VHS cases is chemicals. And so they put that on you and they're like, okay, if you can, if you have weakness with one of those sides pressing against you, then they're like, okay, heavy metals. That's your problem. Let's like, let's narrow it down. Let's figure out the exact. And I know what you're thinking. Where on earth uh, are are people getting these test kits from? Well, good news is you can buy them from Dr. Ulan for five hundred and sixty five dollars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, no mm -hmm. problem. Sure, no problem. That's so, so nice you, of them. So nice. So then you would um put the you get the vial of the stuff that's supposed to fix it, and you, <laughs> you basically would put it on them on their umbilicus again. And test lock, and if you can get a good lock, then that is the medicine that you need. And then you take out a certain amount of that medicine and put it in their hand to figure out the dosage. <laughs> so you like put one pill in, test for lock. So put two pills in, test for lock. Why? I'm I'm okay. Why yeah. do? Let's let's suppose for a second that you actually have some sort of that any of this makes sense. Why? What is their rationale? People who believe in this. What is their honest to goodness rationale for why putting a substance on your body that you supposedly are deficient in will why why placing it on you would help fix that deficiency? Why why it's, you for this to work for 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 this to work um you have to accept the idea that there is energy. Um so it's the you, energy you, of the substance that will fix you, not the substance itself? No, it, the energy of the substance is the, being used in the diagnosis, right? But why would it, but like if you put the correct substance on their solar plexus or whatever, it will, fi right. it will make them lock. Right. And but so you, you've a, kind of fixed it. Yeah, but they can't hold pills to their tummy all the time. And also what you're talking about is a diagnostic method. So, like, the the problem could be with your uh, pancreas or something. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, you could tell that, obviously, because, I don't know, their left ear produced, didn't produce a lot uh, or something like that. I see. So, it's like, oh, your problem with your pancreas, so take this medicine. 
You get, I mean, it, you get yes, it. it still doesn't make sense, but I understand the sense they're trying to make it make. <laughs> um, I just if I if I find somebody is deficient in vitamin D, which I find by having them have a blood level of vitamin D drawn. <laughs> and then if it's too low, I give them a pill and say, this is vitamin D. You should swallow it and it will go see, inside you and then you see, will have more vitamin D. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, all right. Part of this is not necessarily treatment is sometimes, but a lot of times what you're looking for is allergies. Okay. Does that make sense? And real and imagined like allergies to, oh, you have, there's like toxicity in your water. Do you, I saw one of these videos. I want to leak through the friggin' screen. The guy's like, have you been drinking tap water? It's like, yeah, until a couple years ago, I, I stopped like, well, there's your problem. Like, honestly, dude, Fall down a well like baby Jessica. I'm like, I have zero patience. Like, so you're going to bring down tap water too? Like, seriously, seriously. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a very dangerous message to send to people because um, all those plastic bottles from bottled water, we already know, are, are a problem. A lot of people can't afford to be constantly buying um, we can't we can't get back water. onto water. Sorry. I know, and I know. I'd love to go all in on tap water right now. The I majority of I let's just say the majority of, of places your tap water is safe. And uh, when it's not, we usually know about it. Not that the, the government does anything about it, but we know about it. And a lot of it is even more okay. So if you search for nutrition response testing, the very first video in the results, at least for me, uh, featured a practitioner helping her patient to get off of his hypertension and diabetes medication. Uh, so a lot of times you're testing for, oh, you ha- you're having a reaction to your medication. Let me figure out a way to help get you off of it. Oh, so it's like. I don't like it, that. It, yeah, no kidding, Sid. It, so it's very legitimate. And here's the thing that's going to mess y'all, y'all up. Not necessarily. Applied kinesiology is bunk. There's no, there's nothing to support it. Um, right. And, and to, to back that up, I looked up some studies on this just yeah. to just I mean, I had no reason to think it was real, but it always helps when somebody's done the done the footwork and figured it out. They did a study where they um, and I mean, it wasn't a huge study. This was only, you know, like it was less than 20 people, but um, like practitioners. But they had them check the same patients and. What they were looking for was if two different people who practiced this tested the same patient, would they get the same results? Uh, if they actually said they had some sort of deficiency, let's test them and see if they have it. Were they right? If we replace the deficiency they say they have, either with the real substance or placebo, does it make a difference? And can they accurately judge muscle strength? So let's actually test the strength of these muscles versus what they say is weak and strong. And Basically, what they found was all of it was fake. All of it was made up. You have it, random guessing is as effective as nutritional response therapy. Uh, now, here's the thing that's going to mess you up about applied kinesiology. Uh, it is used by uh, in 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 North America. It's used by 37 percent of chiropractors. So or or utilized or uh, at the very least sort of like supported um, but in the studies that I found utilized by like a third of chiropractors. That's very, um, that's very concerning. I didn't know chiropractors yeah. were doing this and we've never gotten into chiropractic medicine. And in part, it's one of those things where like, there are a lot of things that have bad roots. And so if you start to get into the roots of, of chiropractic medicine, 
it, it sounds really fishy, but then that doesn't necessarily mean that all chiropractors who are practicing today are doing these fishy things, are doing these totally dangerous, non-evidence-based things. Um, but obviously this is, if your chiropractor's doing this, I wouldn't go to them. I would leave them. Yeah. That's why I wanted to like mention this is like it maybe you've had a chiropractor do this. Uh, they are maybe not the best fit for somebody that actually wants things to be better. Yeah, because how can you trust anything else they're doing if they're doing this? So the question, I, the the last thing I wanted to touch on is why? Why? Because like for some people, this you watch the videos and stuff, and it's like, well, why are they able to do this sometimes and not able to do it other times? Like it seems that way, right? Um, one test that you'll see that's very interesting is, uh, and this is more of the kind of test that you would see like an actual scam, like a huckster try to do, right? You can ha have someone put their arms out and press on the top of their arm and knock them off balance. And you put the, you know, something at their umbilicus that's supposed to improve their, uh, uh, strength. And in one I in one of the things I read, they they uh, used vials all the time, and this person's problem was work. At, they worked at Boeing, and they said they couldn't have a vial of Boeing, so they just had the person think about Boeing, think about their job, and then they were able to knock them off balance. And a, a lot of it can be done by pressing, pe pushing people in different ways, like trying to knock them off balance versus a way you can push their arm down that that is just going to make them more stable. It's like it's complete. And just, that's. That's so Focus. frustrating because if you so you take away like the obviously it's dangerous to tell people to stop taking their anti hypertension medications or their diabetes medications. Obviously, that's dangerous. I mean, I think we, we all know why strokes, mm -hmm. heart attacks, um, yeah. losing your eyesight, your feet, kidney function. Lots of reasons why this is dangerous. But if if somebody is having if 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 your problem, let's say your problem really is your job. Let's say that you feel bad because your job is so like it makes you so miserable. You are so stressed out. It's creating depression. It's creating anxiety because there is a thing in your life that is harming you to a physical extent, which can happen. Relationships can do that. Situations, work environments, all kinds of things can do that to our bodies. And that's truly why you're feeling bad. Then there is a way to confront that and discuss that with a like a with a therapist, with a psychologist, with a counselor, with your family, with your friends, with the people at your work. There are ways to tackle that and confront that and decide if this is really a healthy thing in your life or not. And you don't need fake science for that. I, the, the other that's you're exactly right, Sid. Um, I, but I do want to mention some for some people that the true believers, this still works, even if they're not doing a fake way of pushing your arm to make you fall off balance. This still works, and the the reason why is actually the same reason that Ouija boards uh, work. It's called the idiomotor phenomena, and basically, uh, the sh the short version is that a part of your brain, I uh, believe the left parietal lobe, um, can cause your muscles to move without your conscious brain realizing that it's doing it. Mm. So you you uh, in the same way that if you put your hands on Ouija board it can seem that it's moving when in actuality uh it's your subconscious mind proved by if you put a blindfold on then the spirits or what have you lose the ability somehow to communicate through you through the Ouija board in the same way the 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 your response to whatever the test is 
you may not think consciously that you're doing it, but you are the one that is deciding whether or not your arm will move or not. Um, High school Sydney is so disappointed that you just debunked Ouija boards. Sorry. Uh, There's a well-known skeptic named Ray Hyman who wrote about how he and uh, uh, another skeptic, they did this test on applied uh, kinesiology. I don't want to wrap this here. So this group of chiropractors claimed that they could uh, tell when a patient had glucose, which they figured was a bad sugar, and fructose, fructose, a good sugar, by putting, a, okay. by putting a drop of the dissolved sugar on a patient's tongue, and then they tested the muscle strength, right? So you had, this is still applied kinesiology, it's the same idea, but they, they claim that they could tell by testing the muscle strength whether or not the patient had had good sugar or bad sugar, okay. so fruit-based sugar or glucose. Uh, and they 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 could tell which is which, but by testing the the muscle response, they could tell the difference between the good sugar and the bad sugar, as long as they knew which was the uh, as long as the chiropractors knew which was the good sugar and which was the bad sugar. When it, they did not know that, uh, when they were put under double blind conditions, ideal research conditions. I, Ideal research editions, it didn't work. And the this skeptic writing this piece that I was reading, uh, he said the the one of the chiropractors came to to him, to, to Ray Hyman, and said, and it's a quote, you see, this is why we never do double blind testing anymore. It never works. <laughs> and he says in there that he thought initially that he was joking. But what this guy is saying that he believed in this so hard that it, that it had to be the testing that was that was wrong because he believed in applied kinesiology so hard. So uh, that is that is all I have to say about that and nutrition response testing. Uh, be just be careful out there. Be careful out there. Yeah, don't don't waste your money on this. This means nothing. And if your chiropractor is doing this, I would um, consider going elsewhere. Yeah, your your chiropractor is 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 perhaps. Uh, not the best fit. No. Uh, so that is uh, going to do it for us this Good week. Good job, thanks, Justin. Thanks, Sid. I did my best. You researched. <sighs> this was a completely fake thing, but you did well. You researched oh. it well. You found that study. You didn't even mention it. The study I found in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Yeah, the one that I cited. I... Oh yeah, you I already found ha- it you had it in your notes. You found the oh. study. Uh oh 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 um. Doc, I forgot the most important part of Sydney's job on Sawbones. Uh, Dr. Goodhart died in 2008. I, you always have to say that the person died. Otherwise, it's a question. So I just want to mention that he did die in 2008. Jeez, Justin. Um, you know, also another f- trivia about uh, Goodhart. Uh, he was the first official chiropractor of the U.S. Olympic team. Uh, folks, that is uh, going to do it for us. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody. Uh, for listening and for uh, being so kind to us and reviewing the show on iTunes and pre-ordering our book, bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book. Go pre-order it now, please. It really helps. And uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. So until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org 
Comedy and Culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.